Hello, I'm Ben Harmon, the Director of Stills, a centre for photography based in Edinburgh and a registered charity. You're listening to a series of conversations with artists and photographers that we are in touch with to discuss and share their ideas during the time of the coronavirus lockdown. To learn more about Stills and to get involved or to support our work, please visit stills.org. Thanks for listening to Photography Down the Line. Hi, this is Kat Golick. Um, ben asked me to guest host one of their Photography Down the Line. Um, and I was asked to uh, ask someone else to come along and have a chat with. Um, so I shall introduce you to them now. So hopefully, Elizabeth, there. Are you there, Elizabeth? Hello. What on earth would you say <laughs> if I said wrong number? <laughs> <laughs> that, that would be... Brilliant. Uh, yes, yes, this is Elizabeth. Hi, Kat. <laughs> Hello, Elizabeth. How are you? <laughs> Very well, Kat. How are you? <laughs> yeah, I'm Thanks good. for having I'm me. Good. This quite all right. Thanks for being on. Uh, where are mm. you? What are you doing? And uh, Ben always asks, what am I interrupting, if anything? So I shall stick to it. Uh, well, you've reached me in Los Angeles, California. So I'm, uh, I'm far away on the other side of the planet. Yeah, and uh, you just interrupted. I was having uh, an afternoon with Edith Wharton. I'm reading, oh, okay. uh, the custom, um, yeah, I'm reading the custom of the country right now. So I might be in Los Angeles, but I was reading Edith Wharton having a cup of tea. Now I'm having a cup of tea with you. Yeah. Which is much better. Much, much better. better. You're, some... you're much nicer <laughs> than Edith Wharton. I Thank you so much. Just so you know. I shall you're also so stop at that in my bio. And I've, always, <laughs> and I've always said that about you. Thank you, you so much. That's, I've, 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 I've taken, that's the nicest thing somebody said to me all day <laughs> in lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to be honest it doesn't take much to be nicer than her but you know fair enough that's a, I'll not take a problem it. actually that's a good place to start then like we, a lot of these chats have been you know obviously lockdown is the part of the reason why these chats came into being so, yeah, is there yeah. anything that you're looking at anything that you're reading uh or is are you revisiting anything yeah we can we can we can get into it a lot of this lockdown i've been on deadline for the um book that i'm writing that which you mm. and i will talk about uh, shortly yeah. i'm sure yes. um so uh i was kind of working with my nose to the grindstone up until about a week ago when i mm. delivered a draft and so this has been my, my uh, i guess a staycation for me and I've been, because I've been at work on, on my book for such a long time, about two years now, this is the first week that I've gotten to read for pleasure. Um, so I devoured a book that I've been screaming at you to read uh, called The Overstory, because it's about trees. So I read, uh, I read a book uh, called The Overstory by Richard Powers, which won the Pulitzer Prize for literature mm -hmm. this year. And um, you know those book cries? They're just, they they really destroy you. Like yeah. more than a movie cry, more than a TV cry, like a book cry. Ugh, it was so good and, and so exhausting. I like cried myself into a nap when I, I finished Brilliant. it. Which is, you know, doesn't, it doesn't it, take much these days. <laughs> <laughs> Read a chapter. Go have a nap. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I have just, I, I read that in about a week and then I was so bereft when I finished it, I didn't really know what to do. So I thought, okay, that's a contemporary novel. Um, I'll, I'll follow it up with a, mm -hmm. with a classic banger. And I've never read any Wharton. So I've been really, um, when I wasn't working, I've been sort of really wallowing in, uh, in reading for pleasure, which is 
you know, kind of my favorite thing to do. Yeah, I know, like, um, <laughs> I, like, I've been reading an awful lot. It's been nice to, I mean, if, if, you, if you've been working, you maybe haven't had the same experience, but I think the thing with lockdown for me is that uh, it's quite nice not to have so much, like, because everybody's locked down, so I don't feel yeah. like I'm competing with anybody. Not that I sort of necessarily compete with anybody else, but you know what the nature of social media, and I know yourself, you often mm-hmm. come off social media, particularly when you're on deadline as well. Yeah. It's a nice time to set aside performative fun. Of course, now we're taking up performative bread baking, but you know, that's fine. (laughs) People are coping however they need to. I personally am wallowing in, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm wallowing in performative cheese eating, which is (laughs) a delicate, a delicate art uh, that uh, I'm getting quite good at. Thank you for, thank you for noticing. Um, But you mentioned there that you are on deadline. So do you want to, and that's partly one of the reasons why I was so sort of wanting to, to you were my first thought when I was asked to guest host is because mm-hmm. you've been on this amazing journey as long as I've, I mean actually it, it occurred to me today because it's, it's, it's that we've actually only known each other for two years and in that mm-hmm. whole time yeah. where uh, you've uh, this this book is kind of initially was a kind of I, like a, a very well-formed idea when I first yeah. met you and then over the time that I've known you it's just become this it went from hypothetical to I'm crossing the border into Mexico with a notebook <laughs> in my hand. I was with you when you got the, the go ahead, which was yeah, also, yeah, yeah. Know, the other thing of like, and, and, and at that point when I, I was already mulling over the, the idea of what I wanted to, which has since become the work, the here and the there, which was launched last week. So I've, yeah. I, I felt that there has been a kind of crossover between, because I think I, I Please feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, but they've, they've both have been personal journeys. I just feel like we've both been going on personal journeys, both yeah, I think, within I our think own and creatively since like, we've known each other, I think. Yeah, I think for listeners, it, it helps to know that, we, you know, basically we're, we're friends who have witnessed each other make kind of uh, important work mm-hmm. in both of our lives at, at a similar sort of age. We're kind of like yeah. 40s coming up fast a I'm there than we thought it would oh I'm that's right there. <laughs> that's that that one uh, that's not in. what the work is about the work <laughs> is not about me laughing about how uh, me before um, <laughs> oh you don't know you haven't read the book <laughs> no I know this is true uh, yeah you know, uh yeah so we we met two years ago in in kind of the wake of loss and in a state of grief and kind of looked at each other and I think recognized um uh, each other instantly. Mm-hmm. And, um, at the time, so I'm a, I'm a writer and my background is I, I'm usually a culture and arts writer. I've written for the New York times and the guardian and time magazine and various places on the internet. And um, I've written some screenplays in there somewhere that will never be made into <laughs> movies. Um, but I had this, uh, I had this journey that I really wanted to take. So in America, there we have interstates that cross the whole country, and they're really long uh, because our our, our country is quite big. Mm-hmm. And the southernmost transcontinental uh, highway is Interstate 10, and it starts in California at the Pacific Ocean, 
and it goes all the way across uh, the deep south of America to Florida and the Atlantic Ocean, which is a trip I took when I was a teenager with my mom, who was a, uh, she passed when I was at university, who was a um, loving but complicated presence, who could be um, also a very scary presence. And I think when we met, I had conceived of wanting to do this trip and had been selling it as a magazine article mm -hmm. or trying to, and then it, then it was almost a podcast idea. And it wasn't until you were visiting me here in Los Angeles um, and we were talking about, you know, the work we wanted to make uh, in the wake of loss and mm -hmm. as we were coming to terms with what being at this stage of our lives it was all about um, when I found out that I would, uh, that I sold the book as, as the book. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and uh, so that was last March. So last March I left California and I basically lived in a van uh, driving around the American South for about six or seven months, uh, kind of documenting life along this interstate while also investigating a family mystery involving my mom and her childhood mm -hmm. that I um, found, uh, stumbled onto, really. And the work, I think both of our work is sort of about, <laughs> for lack of a better one-word logline, becoming women and what does yeah. that mean and what is the what is the inheritance that we're handed as adolescents and, and how do we cope with that both as individuals and as members of various communities. Mm -hmm. So... I think we've, we've both, I, th I think the reason why we're talking on a podcast is because we've been witness to each other's work and have been really sounding boards for yeah. figuring out what is the work? What does it look like? How do, how do we go about it? And what is it? Um, what do we want to say with it? Yeah. And I think it's, and, they, and then they've both been kind of like yours, especially been like a, a physical journey as well. You know, you, mm. you, like, I remember we were eating falafel when you got, you got <laughs> the email of like, Oh yeah, my so god, we my were eating, that... we, were, we we were eating falafel in Malibu, which <laughs> was, you know, different. You know, that was January, I think, last year, and then by March yeah. you were away, and then the next time I saw you, I obviously came over and saw you. Yeah, you in, came and visited me on the trip. You, yeah. You, Yes, you came. You came to Louisiana. And you then, were. I thought I was the palest person in Louisiana. <laughs> And then, then you pale, and then your pale person showed up. That's great. You know your skills of, as a photographer slash piece know, of lighting right? equipment have come in handy. <laughs> I've that's, your, that's the. But uh, yeah, both like I mean, I obviously went around a lot of the stuff that I did was walking and talking at actual physical shorter journeys, albeit like an hour and a half. But it was yeah. still a kind of and and in my the work that I made now was kind of formative, like formed from another project that I did, which again was the similar things that you're talking about of figuring out what what happened and how we ended up here. It, it, when when it when it's fed into you that you're gonna you know you reach this age and you're gonna be married with children or not and mm. if you don't get that mm -hmm. it, it, it's hard not to look back I get or be retrospective about where did that come from did it and as you see yourself you're yeah. exploring like the generation above you and then figuring out where you fit into all that as well. Like, I mean, I, my work is now done. It's out there, but obviously it's never so fully finished, I'm but sorry. yeah. Um, but that's, you're obviously at the stage now, now that like, yeah. where are you? There, where are well, you not even cause I got, yeah. So I got, I got back from the trip in sort of uh, September, October, and I've basically been, 
writing in Los Angeles ever since. And I just delivered my first draft to my publisher, which is um, an, an imprint of Simon & Schuster. And so right now I'm just waiting for notes and eventually you know hopefully my book talk about sort of what we're doing in quarantine times um publishing is a, a bit of a question mark at the moment because a lot mm. of printers are closed yeah but hopefully my hopefully my book the 10 will be you know on the shelves with within the next year but i was thinking about how you know one of the things we on, on one of our sort of like walk and talks when I was in Scotland and we were kind of tramping through the trees and talking about where we were headed. And I think one of the things that really bound us together from my perspective and, and had made us want to make some sort of art about what we were thinking about at the time was that we had not looked at our lives and seen ourselves as making really radical decisions. Mm -hmm. And yet yeah. our lives turned out to be so radically different from so mm -hmm. many of our peers. I don't think I, I, I've made any decisions that would mark me out as particularly singular or, or all that different. And yet my life looks very different from the majority yeah. of my friends who are, who are married and have kids and, you know, and have careers and, and all of that. And yet I don't, I don't know many people who could go and live in a van for yeah. seven months, <laughs> drive, driving, driving around and interviewing strangers and ending up two stepping with Cajuns in a shack in Louisiana. So I think the, the, you know, the question I have a question for you, which was, when did you make the connection that, that your work would need to involve being outside and the walk and the journey and the trees and, and landscape? Because I think that's something else that ties our work together. Uh, my, my decision was never sort of 100% conscious. I just knew that I had, when I started to really question all this, which was, uh, I was 36 and it just really hit me. I was out, I, I, I'd started to really like get over a, a long-term unhealthy relationship and I'd really started to kind of find mm. my feet as a, mm. as a, really start to explore who I was out with a relationship and out with like my, my career mm. was kind of going where I wanted it to go. So I didn't necessarily mm -hmm. have to think about that as you still, you always think about mm -hmm. it, but it was going in a direction that I was happy with um, and it was really the first time that I was like, God, I'm 36. I, I kind of didn't notice, yeah. notice this happening. I was so involved mm. in, in so much others. I was so involved in getting to 36 and all the things that I was supposed to be doing that actually when mm. I, I, I came to a point where I was like, I actually I haven't done all that stuff that I was supposed to do, get married, have children, be set up in a career, which I certainly wasn't. Who and, has the time? Well, I know. <laughs> you just, there's, there's so much other stuff going on. Um, and, uh, and I just, yeah. I got to a point when I was just, I really didn't quite know what I'd been doing it all for and all I really knew was I, I knew I had to get back to the things that I was certain of and something that I was familiar like that was so familiar to me that I didn't necessarily mm. I, I could lose myself in it and the, the 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 landscapes of my childhood were the most familiar thing to me I, I had to go back to that to kind of start to figure out who this this person was
it helped me regress to the person that I was when I was younger so that I could before that relationship yeah so that you could yeah and also who I was as a child so that I could think well what did I Mm, think I was going to be what am I now and how do those two Mm. and and I and I guess I needed the 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 familiarity of a landscape that I felt comfortable enough to get lost in so that I could Mm. get away from the outside world and it you know whereas you know I guess and I suppose the same question back to you. When when did the, the actual journey of the ten? How in how did that allow you to figure out whatever right. it was that you needed answered? That I was trying to that I'm still trying to sort for, yeah. out. I yeah I guess the you know America is such a uh, it's so big, <laughs> and our our identity as Americans tend to be very uh, rooted in where you're from. Um, you know, Texans are recognizable to the whole world. A New Yorker mm. is recognizable to the whole world, and uh, I, I shudder to think how Californians are recognizable <laughs> to the whole world. Um, and um, I grew up in Northern California with with my mom. And um, I, but I would go and I would visit her family in the deep South in, Mm. in, in, um, in Florida. And uh, there was always this sort of hint that while we lived in California, the kind of the base culture of, of what our family valued and who we were was actually Southern. And I guess I started to wonder as I became an adult, how much of the kind of bedrock understanding I have about what it means to be a woman, what it means to be a mother, what it means to be, uh, you know, a member of a community is not actually Western or Californian at all, but really has its roots sort of in the deep South, which Mm -hmm. to me was this place of cliche and fantasy and assumption that I would only go and visit as a tourist. Um, But the more we went there, the more it seemed sort of um, familiar to me as a kid. And then it all kind of climaxed in this trip that we took uh, in the mid nineties. It was sort of the last time I saw uh, any of my family down there. And I guess, you know, America is at such a interesting point right now where we're really arguing with ourselves about what it means to be American amongst ourselves and, and as members of, of a global community. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think I started with wanting to be on the road and wanting to be lost and wanting to be an outsider so that I could stop thinking about what was in my own head. Yeah. <laughs> and the draw, the draw was the journey. And then finding this, this notebook of my mother's in which I discover this kind of mystery and crime at the center of her childhood that to me embodied not only her identity, who she would become as a woman, uh, as a troubled woman, but also as a Southerner. To me, it felt like, well, the only way I'm gonna figure out what this must have meant to her because she's not here is to go and put my body in those places and Mm -hmm. to go and ask the questions and to accept ignorance um, my, my own ignorance and to, you know, go and look. <laughs> and I think, uh, you know, I, I think a lot of times we want to find things out by staying at home. And, and I really wanted to get up and get out. And, and I think, you know, when I, when you and I were in Scotland together and we would go for 
these like long walks of just like, what does it mean? And what are we doing? And where are we going? And are we ever, are we ever going to get over this? And do we ever want to get over this? And, and how does, and how did, how do you move forward from a a place so dark? It seems, you know, really insurmountable. Mm -hmm. I think a part of me, my, my desire and my way of grief to keep that going was to, to, to move and to be in a landscape where I'm too busy processing everything I'm seeing to think about my own emotional state. And I'm not surprised that like, it really came, my, my project really came together when I was with you in Scotland, walking through the trees, and then it became official that I was going to be able to do it with you mm-hmm. <laughs> at the beach in Malibu. It's, you know, it's, a, it's a funny thing about how it all, it all comes together. I'm very, you know, Please, I, I believe the word would be chuffed. I'm chuffed to be part of your project. <laughs> uh, you are in there, um, and I really wanted to include. You. Like, I'd I'd asked, I'd already been in touch. We've obviously spoken about the project a lot, and I'd been in touch and said, at some point, let's try and make this happen. Yeah. And you, you were on deadline, <laughs> yeah. and you were like. I have to ask, like a really tight deadline for writing a book. Is it normal to, to write a book that as fast as you did? This is pretty quick. I I, the, I sold the book in January. I prepped the trip in February. I left in March. I got back late September, early October, and I just delivered a draft Gosh, like Jeff, a week that's... ago. So it's pretty quick. That it, is d- fast. it did not feel like a lo- it did not it's... feel like a luxurious amount of time. I'll be honest. Yeah, that's very fast. But you know, but maybe maybe some maybe sometimes the fear of God is a it's you know, what you need. At, yeah, it's yeah, always that. Yeah. I don't know if you had the same thing of just like you get it and you're like, yeah, you're excited, and then there's that like thing. I I don't know if you've even had time to think about it, but what you know that you have that moment of like, oh my god. I've actually got to make this thing now. <laughs> yeah. And then I, I panicked yeah. for a bit and then it's like, right, I, I literally don't have time now to think about this anymore. I've just got to get on and do it. And so I did. And then the next thing I know, you, then you're kind of done. When did you know that your work would have a written component? Um, did you know I, the whole time? Nah, I, there's always going to be text with it. I always, I, I do like incorporating text somehow, uh, but I hadn't, mm. I, I didn't know in what form that would take. And then the more conversations that I had with women, the more walk and talks that I went with, it became clear that to do the, these stories and these narratives that I was listening to do any justice, I think I felt then I was like, there's going to have to be a larger body of work than just straightforward subtitles under yeah. a, a photograph. Um, mm which there obviously is as a tiny distilled version, but there was just so so much to say that Mm. I didn't, and and everybody is, you know, given so much time and it had been such a sort of, it was such a weight off also just hearing what everybody, all these other women had to say. I'd kind of done a body of work previously that was kind of very sort of introverted, exploring my Mm. own ideas of what I thought I was and, and what I was doing. And then I started to, I felt that once I was comfortable with that, I wanted to see, not if I was right to feel the way I felt and comfortable, mm. but just to, mm. to then open it up and see what other people were thinking. And yeah, I went on all these, uh, these amazing walks and um, there was just, there was just so much to say. Um, and there was a natural narrative that went through it all that just could only have mm. been said in a longer um 
piece but and and yeah as I say you were uh, uh, although we didn't actually physically get together but the mm. certainly the idea came from the walks that we went on a lot when we first mm. met uh, and understanding mm. yeah a to talk about obviously the, the situation the, the circumstances under which we met and dealing with loss and grief mm. but also within that the conversations of the the the, the recognizing the similarities of what we were going through yeah. just as, as as women seemed to play a part yeah. as well and so I really totally although we didn't sort of physically meet and have the walk and talk if it, it, it was important to me to to have you in there because it really the ideas that we were talking about uh that's where the, the project stemmed from and then and again similarly that's why I was uh it, I really wanted to come out on the 10 with you at some point really yeah it was, it was trying to sort of I'm just gonna come. I know. I loved it. It was fantastic. Yeah, and it was such a Louisiana is. Um, it was so perfect for you to come to Louisiana, mostly because I was there for a full month. Most places mm -hmm. I was, I would only be there kind of like for a week at a time, or or you know, depending, <clears throat> you know, on on the size of the city, I'd be in a place for you know three days, seven days, a couple places I would stay longer. But in Louisiana, I was there for about a month on the way east, and then about two weeks on the way west, mm -hmm. um, because. I knew that I was also going to need like a, a respite and just a place to post mm -hmm. up to kind of like gather my thoughts and my wits. And so I was really excited. Um, and also because uh, it's, um, you know, it's the birthplace of uh, American music, really. Mm -hmm. And I thought it would be great because so much of how we know each other is through music and yeah. through what Noiriki does and um, you being like a, the great um, gig photographer. So just thought it would be cool to you know bomb around and see what you know, what New Orleans has to show, yeah. which is the the best of America and the best of of you know the the what can happen when music brings people together. Mm -hmm. So it seemed kind of like the the best. It was spot. great. But with that in mind, like obviously, yeah. just to talk about lastly, the last little bit is that now here we are. Like we've talked quite a lot about how our are the, the these sort of big pieces of art that we have made kind of almost in conjunction with each other or mm. if I can't think of the word because I'm in lockdown. Yeah, tandem, that's the word. Um <laughs> lockdown, great. I have no vocabulary. It's fine. Uh, but make yeah, it and then it just feels that like now the to to be both there at the, the sort of start and this kind of nascent idea. Um and then, mm. you know, I spoke to you at the start of this project of like this is what I'm doing and then also then mm -hmm. obviously you got the book deal and then I saw you the next time I saw you was in New Orleans when it it was you you you'd done it and now here we yeah, are yeah. at the end well not I mean does does uh, not for me I've still I've still got a while but I mean are, are you at a point <laughs> is, is, there, is there is there beginning to be a resolution about where you were when you started and where you are now and how how are you are you processing some of the stuff or are you still too much in, in, in it to in, do do I feel are you asking if I feel resolution about the themes that are to work share or just about my work in general um I guess about you. I don't think we'll ever be resolved. <laughs> no, I don't know. anyone? Yes, I'm at peace with being. I'm at peace with being a woman now. Oh, the more you read, <laughs> the more you read, the more you yeah, realize yeah, yeah, yeah. how little we've moved forward um, and however. But no, like you're like personally now. Are you still too much person, in? Yeah. 
in the writing and still too much in the... I think, yeah, I think, I think it's funny. You're catching me at a time where I'm just so relieved to have a little bit of, of a breather. Right, I kind of feel it. like I've been, yeah, I feel like I've been swimming the channel and I'm just getting um, my head above water for a little bit um, in, in slightly calmer seas. I think that whenever anyone is making something, you're so in it for so long and it can get quite myopic, you know, and you're so kind of <clears throat> in your own head. And I think that the, the, the process of finishing and letting it go can be really forlorn in a way. My dad calls it post-creative syndrome. Like when he, when he finishes something, you know, he misses the hang and everyone he's yeah. working with. And, you know, the, for me, I can tell that like, I had a real adjustment of finishing the trip and like being back in one place. It was very strange to me to like stay in one place for longer than a month. That was such a, cause I was so used to living out of a bag and, and ha always having the adrenaline rush of figuring out where I was going and where I was going to camp and who I was going to meet, what was going to happen. Um, so I think right now my state is just to be grateful that I got to do it mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> and that uh, I got to, that it became my job for a while and that my job's not quite done. So I think where I am right now is in a place of kind of, it, it's, it's like I'm climbing a cliff face and I found a little ledge where I can take a breather for a moment. And I'm so grateful for what I've accomplished and, and that I was allowed to even try. And now it's time to rest my bones, um, have a, I don't know, eat some cheese, take a rest, read a book. <laughs> And, and and gear up gear up for the rest of the climb but that's why it's so that's why it's so important to have you know other makers and artists and and creatives around you to witness each other in the work because mm -hmm. it's an effort and I think you need not only do you need you know the conviction of your own idea but you need the support of like-minded people and that's why I was so grateful to be witness to what you were making and, and what you've done and how you've put it out in the world in this absolutely bananas time is um, <laughs> you know, really impressive. So, you know, hats off to you, Ms. Golick. You, you reached the finish line. I'm going to, I'm going to come in <laughs> limping, limping behind you. you know, I'll be like there. On runners who like, I know. Like start going to, wobbly. Yeah. I'm not supposed to, I'm not supposed to curse. So I'll just say I'll be one of those. <laughs> marathon runners who soiled themselves and <laughs> so dehydrated they look like a piece of jerky and I'll get like a yay you I'll be there with the tin metal, with the tin like foil metal thing I mean it is like you say it's amazing and it is like you get particularly when you get towards the end because when you're in it you are just like I just need to get this done I can't when you go hand it out to the world it kind of for me certainly it hit me of like oh right I've done this now I actually didn't realize I was kind of doing Yeah, does it feel surreal that it's like out in the world? Yeah, um, I'm, I, yeah. And, and it's even more surreal because it's the, the whole world is surreal at the moment. I think the, th the thing yeah. that I missed the most wasn't necessarily that I didn't have like an exhibition because there will be one again at some point when the, the time's right and when it's safe to do so. But mm. it was the mm. bit that I kind of missed was standing in the in a gallery the night the physical, before yeah, yeah, yeah the night before yeah. before anybody else saw it and just have that final moment of like this is yeah. mine and I've done this and I I don't have anything else to add to this mm. it's yeah. it's time to because it's always that thing when do you know you're finished you kind of okay. don't you just know yeah. that there's not much more you could do to it at that point 
and then that's when you let yeah. it go and I suppose maybe that's the same with the first draft where you're like I don't know what yeah, I think that it's I I uh, I uh, I envy writers from from previous eras where when you would send a book off, it was literally like a, a bunch of pages in a box that you would send off to your publisher, and it was like you know you had an object. There's something wildly disappointing about just pushing a button on your laptop, <laughs> yeah. and I go, oh, I guess that's it. Where yeah. my my 450 page baby just like zooming through the <laughs> yeah. tubes of outer space and no one there's it's just it's pretty it, it, it is anticlimactic yeah, which yeah, again yeah. i guess is why I, it's good to have other mate particularly with like photography and writing because there's they're 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 perceived and are quite solitary yeah yeah uh, crafts oh, yeah, yeah. and so it is like i did ask yeah i did ask a bunch of other writers i know like hey just a just a i'm not i'm asking for a friend <laughs> any chance you cried when you sent your book via email and everyone was like every time every yeah. time because it's such a weird you you know you wish at least you wish it did the thing your iphone does where like suddenly there's confetti falling on the screen or like you know a bunch of little hearts bop 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 but that did not i don't understand why that didn't happen i told i i tell myself it's because my computer knows the draft isn't good enough so if uh, the draft was good my my no, gmail would have been like da -da -da -da, you did it but it took a quick look and said well you've got some work to do <laughs> But yeah, it, it is that it's pressing send or it just went live for me on a website and it's like, oh, yeah, okay. yeah. Um, and I think certainly that's why conversations like this are important. And also even just the, you know, I know that you reached out to loads of different people when you were on the road and you asked other people to yeah. join you. And it is that many, kind of, many, many interviews. Yeah. yeah, just to kind of, uh, I guess have something tangible and I, I it's similar with going for a walk and taking pictures of it's not just a yeah. portrait it's about the experience and the journey and the more I did the process the more the work became about the process rather can I just say I know we're I know we're strapped for time but maybe we can take out some of my less interesting um, <laughs> thoughts because I have to say you brought your camera to New Orleans and I got to see you take pictures and I learned so much from watching you work oh really which Yes, I did. I've stolen this from you quite a bit, which is we went to go on a swamp tour, which is like when you get in a, in a boat and you go through a swamp and you see swamp things. We were going on a swamp tour. We were going to the Pearl River Swamp, which was this absolutely massive. I mean, like football fields. You can get lost and die in this, in this landscape. And, and we were the only, there was us and then a woman and her bored child and then yeah. our, and then our tour guide in Captain this, and, in this boat. And it's not, it's not, a lot of people are imagining like a huge sort of like fan boat that's really loud and it goes really fast. It wasn't that kind of thing. No, it's like it's a floating a, sardine tin is essentially the best way. Yes. I yeah. Yeah. Right, exactly. it. And it's kind of slow and quiet mm. and, and you learn a lot. And the woman was I'm on a vacation, serious photographer person. She mm. was wearing a khaki vest. And she had this <laughs> massive camera and she never put it down and she shot everything so many times. And I was paying attention because I was like, what, 
I wanted to see what you were going to shoot and how often you were going to shoot it. And it was really fascinating because that camera didn't, your camera did not come out a whole lot. But when mm -hmm. it came out, it was like, I could tell what was drawing your attention and you took a couple pictures and then you put it away and then you were done. And I noticed because you do the same thing at gigs, like you see what you're going to see and then you put your camera away and you get on with it. And I remembered you turned to me and you said, none of her pictures are going to be any good. <laughs> she's shooting the same thing a million times from bad angles with bad light. And it, to me, it was like the physical manifestation of don't work more, work smarter. Don't yeah. work harder, work with more nuance. And I, it was said because, you know, I've bitten off a lot, you know, writing about the American South at a time when our, yeah, <laughs> it's exploding yeah. is not, is not <laughs> something. And so I could, you know, and, you know, a woman writing a book about her crazy dead mom, that can go on forever yeah. as, as you never make peace with it. You just finish the book. But I realized at some point I could keep writing and writing and writing and writing and never say exactly what I mean to say. What I needed to do was work the way you work. I needed to focus on what I really wanted to highlight, say what I had to say, and then put the camera down, basically. Yeah. And I've thought about it so many times because you were so, and you didn't make her feel bad and you didn't like say snide things. You, I mean, you just, uh, you just were very sort of like, yeah, so that's how I used to shoot when I was really young. It was like watching someone write a perfectly concise sentence that says what they mean to say, but nothing more. It was just so, it was so inspiring. And I've stolen that from you many, oh, many, many times. Thank you. That's so, a really lovely thing to hear. Thank you so much. Uh, it's and just I'm... always stuck with me. And, and I just remember you putting the camera away and me being like, oh, she's putting the camera away. And you just turned to me and she said, and you were like, yeah, I got it. I felt like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's someone who that's <laughs> someone who knows their craft. When they go, yeah, I got it. I'm yeah, the, there's it, particularly in situations like that when it's I'm I'm kind of photographing for pleasure and document. I mean, documentation purposes as well. But it, you know, yeah. you, you are you have to find a way to, to 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 know what you want to say and have some sort of confidence in that and there is a little bit of hope <laughs> it's a little bit yeah. of like oh god I hope that's all right um yeah. and you know it, it yeah I guess it's just I think that's certainly something that's come with age I think is just a little bit more awareness of the, the way I work mm. both in life and mm. professionally and as a person and yeah. you just kind of go mm, okay there we go mm. and there's a point where go I just on. don't want to uh I don't want to sit at a computer editing for 8,000 pictures of crocodiles that are all blurred or alligators or whatever. <laughs> alligators, also that, yeah. Cat. Gators. <laughs> I mean, there's also that, but it, you know, there, you know, yeah. but at the same time, there is a, what, what it's, and it's what I, you know, what I see is, is not necessarily what you see or what that woman saw. And, and I have to, I, I only have my own sight and my own two eyes and I just have to trust that. I think it, I guess, similar to your sort of writing is that I, I read the, the sample chapter of the, the 10 mm -hmm. that you sent off and it was, I, yeah. I mean, I thought it was, at, it's like, I mean, I literally, like, literally can't wait for the book. I'm so excited. <laughs> after uh, read like the, the sample chapter was the first i'd heard you read a bit of like 
I've, I've seen you I've seen you perform spoken word before but that was the first sort of yeah. like length, lengthy piece of writing that I'd, I'd read yeah. and it was mm. I could hear you in it and it, it is that thing of mm. you, so yeah you have to kind of trust your own voice or your own eyes or your own thoughts and your own ideas and whatever medium you choose to express those through whether it's photography or painting or sculpture or writing it's 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 all it's the only thing you can I don't know what else to trust otherwise so yeah I guess similarly uh, well I'm I'm delighted that 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 has helped in the way that you work and but you know at the same time stick with your voice because I've read your voice and it's 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 uh, I can't wait for the book Thank you. Well, thanks for having me come around. Oh, thanks for, for thanks for it's nice to see a bit. Of, yeah, I know it's nice to see a bit of the Californian sun. But no, well, thank, thank you so thanks, much. Thanks for having me. It's been wonderful. No, thank you, Kat and Stills. It's, it's my pleasure. I hope to be able to come um, back along to Old Reiki and take a gander and see the space and well, see the see the show. See the show. Yeah, it will be soon. Well, just whenever it's safe. It's it's not cancelled. It's postponed. And as with any bit of work, mm. you know, it'll find a life of its own. So, thank you very much, Elizabeth. It's been an absolute pleasure as ever.